Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, Detroit, Michigan, and the rest of the world. Welcome to Right Now Talk Radio. How y'all doing out there? Oh, how's everyone doing? How is everyone doing? Happy New Year! <laughs> Happy <laughs> Merry New Year! Merry New Year to you! <laughs> Merry New Year! Thank you. <laughs> okay. yeah. We are always joined by myself from Vegas. Jennifer, mm-hmm. introduce, do your thing. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. I am Jennifer L. Ellis, one of your co-hosts of Right Now Talk Radio. So happy to be here with you this morning, along with my mm-hmm. other co-host, LaVenture E. Donqua. So we yes, just want to say... Good morning, world. Yeah, we <laughs> just want to say good morning to you. So glad you can join us. How is everyone mm-hmm. doing? We're doing excellent. We're great. All right. Okay, that's good. It's 2018, so this is our first show. We're super excited. We've been on the air over, I believe, four years now. So we are celebrating mm. that. Yes. And we're also celebrating the fact that Oprah Winfrey, one of my favorites, did receive the 2018 Golden Globe Award this year. Now, did you all hear her speech? That's what I want to know. Did you all hear the yes, speech? Yes, did. Did yes, you hear the speech, Vance? Yes. All right. Speech, Jennifer. Yes. Now, for some of you, you may know this already. The Golden Globe Award is an honorary award that's bestowed by Hollywood, by the Foreign um, Press Association for Outstanding Contributions to the World of Entertainment, and Oprah Winfrey received it this year and made a very outstanding speech that shook the world. Okay, it has people on Facebook. It shook up the world. It has people on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) You got Twitter, Instagram, everybody. You got the kids selling lemonade talking about Oprah Winfrey's speech. So (laughs) today we're just going (laughs) to dive into it. And we're going to, you know, bring out some of the important points or some of the points that stood out to you. And if you want to join this conversation, please feel free to join us and talk about some points that stood out to you. The phone number is 914-205-5635. Again, 914-205-5635. Now, Venture, I'm going to kick it off to you. What stood out to you? Yeah, I'm going to kick it on Thank you. Uh There's so many things that stood out. Uh, Oprah's an eloquent um, speaker, and she's a great storyteller. So I'm going to try to tell my story. Uh Yesterday, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yesterday, (laughs) attending uh, the MLK celebration at Wayne State, uh, Loretta Lynch was the keynote speaker, the uh, Mm -hmm. first African-American female U.S. Attorney General. And one of the things that stuck out to me with her speech is she talked about how we're in the middle. We're still in the middle of the struggle. And essence is talking about social injustice, inequalities. She asked us, asked us to consider what is our role? What is our role? What story Mm -hmm. will we Mm -hmm. tell? In essence, it's not the beginning, it's not the end. Things will continue to happen. Movements and changes and causes will still continue. Now, which role Mm -hmm. would you play? 
So how does okay. this relate to, to Oprah's speech? I think the fact that she received the Lifetime Achievement Award is a testament of the role that she continues to play and how she sees her her way in shaping the world and the way that we look at things. So that's why mm-hmm. she received okay. the award. And some of the comments that stood out uh, from Oprah's acceptance speech is I love the story she told about uh, Reese Taylor. It was the first time I had heard okay. that story. And, wow. mm-hmm. and Reese Taylor, looking up Reese Taylor's story, um, right. also led me to look up the, the, the sexual harassment case, one of the first sexual harassment cases that went to the Supreme Court, sexual harassment right. in the workplace, which was also mm-hmm. involved an African-American lady named Michelle Vinson, who was still alive. And all mm-hmm. of uh, the atrocities she went through with uh, while working mm-hmm. at a bank. So what this tells me and continues to tell us is that we are still in the middle, like Loretta Lynch right. said, like like Oprah said. You know, uh, mm-hmm. although a new day is on the horizon, we're the ones responsible for creating those new horizons. Mm-hmm. We're the ones responsible for creating those new days. Right. Mhm. And so what is just, your role in, in shaping mm-hmm. the narrative? What is our role? Right. However you define that role for yourself. Yes. Yes. And I just wanted to add that to me Oprah's speech was good timing. It was um long overdue, but it was such a perfect timing. And I do remember reading that article in the past about the first um, sexual harassment being by an African-American woman, um, that case. And I do remember reading that a while back. And like you said, this is continuously happening, happening over and over and over. And I put two things that I wanted to say was that it was a good timing because of what's going on and also the influence that was in the room at the time. You know, uh, when yeah. she spoke to the audience, not just the audience, uh, but like you say, individually, how are we going to narrate? How are we going to play a part in changing this? And also the people that was in that room, if you look across the room, if you ever get a chance to view the video again, you had some very powerful people, not only just in Hollywood, but in medicine and, and et cetera, et cetera. They could also help make the difference because of their position, because of their platform. And I'm not saying that, you can't or another individual can't because you're not famous. No, I'm not saying that. But I was just saying that I like that how she used her platform and knowing that the people there had a strong platform can influence change through better laws. Um, When you're doing your, she talked about interviews and journalism and people getting the truth and making sure that injustice is going to be stopped in its tracks. And no longer would there be silent bullying going on anymore, the workplace or any uh, place else for that matter. And I love how she, how she encouraged people to tell their truth, tell their mm-hmm. truth, tell your story about what happened, because so long these women have been silent. Now, mm-hmm. I just want to make this men. one. Yeah, and some men, that's true. And she did. She, she brought out the men. She brought out the men. She said that 
you know, there are some pretty phenomenal men in here that that can help, that can listen. And like you said, there are some men who are victims too. So she she covered a lot of ground. But can I say this? Because I'm going to kick it over to Vague. I can tell he's ready. I can tell. He's ready. No, he's ready. Okay. Now, I just want to make this point. You said we're still in the middle, and I get it. Mm-hmm. And I think I know there's a reason why we're still in the middle. I'll never forget when I visit the office of a very famous attorney here in Michigan. His office is large. just from one end of the block to the other end of the block. It makes up the block, okay? So oh, okay. I remember when I walked into his office, one of the mm-hmm. big quotes he had on the wall was, just because you silence a man doesn't mean that you had converted his way of thinking. Mm-hmm. So just because sometimes people or laws have been passed, that doesn't necessarily mean that the person's thinking process is different. Mm-hmm. So that's just opening up a thought. Like you know, why do we? Why are we still going through this? Why are we still going through this? Because sometimes, just because I'm not saying anything, that doesn't mean that I'm thinking differently. Just because, for example, okay, you all can, you know, there's no more um, segregation. There's integration, but that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that I'm not racist anymore. Okay, there's laws against sexual harassment, but that doesn't mean that right. I still don't stop thinking that way. You see what I'm saying? So that's one contribution. Vincent, did you want to add? I don't want to fall on the floor. Uh, no, I'm still listening. Um, I, I think that – go ahead, LaVenture. You're about okay. to say mm-hmm. uh, I, mean, I, I want to give you an opportunity to, to say your piece. I'm pretty uh, sure I'm pretty sure you will. won't. I'm pretty sure you won't. But <laughs> I'm sure you will take that. <laughs> I, I'm sure so, you will have your say. I'm giving you a little bit of that moment. Go ahead, LaVenture. <laughs> I will make sure that the women have their platform in their moment. Oh, Go ahead. oh really? Today? Well, thank you, babe. Right. Uh, what thank I've you. seen is that in, in the struggle or in the charge or in the cause is that it doesn't happen overnight. It does take time. There will be some pain. There will be some losses while you're trying to get to the finish line. So I think it's very important to keep in mind that even though a new day is always on the horizon, it doesn't mean that the day you're in will not have some cloud or some shade at times. And I think right. that's mm-hmm. what is so uh, profound mm-hmm. to keep in mind is that these struggles are a journey. So in reading the case uh, about Michelle Benson and the, uh, the Supreme Court, and reading, you know, about Reese Taylor and so many other countless nameless people we don't know about, and even thinking about my own, it it it, it is heartfelt. It is heartfelt, and it is it's courageous to come forward because you do feel like, uh, particularly during the time of Reese and uh, Michelle Vincent was unique because mm-hmm. they didn't know who to tell at first. Who's going to believe me? And then mm-hmm. I think that not only that, like one of the points, the very salient point that Oprah brought up was that so many women, just I just need to survive. This terrible thing has happened to me. 
And I, right. I can't even fight it because I am too busy trying to deal with survival on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. So which, mm-hmm. you know, which one do I battle? So I think that's another reason why a, a lot of people still don't uh, speak up. It's who, uh, who will believe mm-hmm. me. Um, and sometimes they feel all, that it may be they fought, their fault. Even though it's not, um, sometimes people feel as though that they did something or they said something. And regardless of what you say or what happened, sometimes uh, people may look at the victim as always a victim. Like they're not Mm going to look past their circumstance. I remember one girl saying that she said that, you know, she just got tired of people looking her looking at her as the little girl who got raped. You know, mm. she once she um became of age, became older and, you know, the rape case uh finished and she's going on with her education. She said even when she returns home, people always refer to her, Oh, that was the girl who was raped You know, so she said like that feeling always hunted her. Like, you know, you're reminding me of something sometimes that I, I kind of want to remove, and I want to go forth. So it's a lot of mental stages mm-hmm. that people, not just, you know, people who have been sexually assaulted but sexually harassed, mm-hmm. there's a lot of mental stages that they go through as well, you know, mm-hmm. that sometimes stops them from speaking out. And there are resources available to uh at mm-hmm. least um, help people to understand how to um, report situations. First, understand what has happened. Um, right. And on a, on a lighter note, I mean, we do have mm-hmm. to understand um, the definitions and behaviors that we right. consider, um, um, uh, help me, Jennifer, with this, or Vince and Vague. Right. You know, what is sexual harassment? What is inappropriate What's behavior? Definitely. You know, what, right. what what are these levels? What are what are examples? Outside mm-hmm. of we know um aggressive attacks, that is a given. But mm-hmm. what about language? What about inappropriate language? What about you you know what I'm saying? Right. What about exactly. um, now, it's interesting that you said that. Because Vincent mm-hmm. and I were having this conversation a day or two ago, and he mm-hmm. was saying how, like, now, not mm-hmm. that you want people not to voice their opinion and not to report sexual harassment, but sometimes a young man, an innocent young man, may have an interest in a girl, and he may have some type of fear, like, well, what do I say? What don't I say? You know, and I was mm-hmm. like, Vincent, you can always start off with hello, but he was saying from a young man's <laughs> point of view, like, um, they don't know if they're breaking a rule or something or, you know. Uh, so, yeah. Right. Go ahead, Vincent. You keep laughing. <laughs> right. Uh, and I, and the, the reason I'm laughing, audience, mm-hmm. because during that time we were uh, we were enjoying uh, inebriations, like they call it. <laughs> and I, so I really could no, libations, right? I, I really couldn't get my point across. So I was like, that's not what I mean. <laughs> so what I'm basically saying is that at this time, we do want to take the time, stop, and just listen to what women are saying, what is really going on. 
But at the same time, I was just trying to relate it. Hey, let's not paint uh, every man with a broad brush that just says that every – because right now it just seems that everybody or every man that's in power is doing it. But what we want to do is let you know that those are – some people are just creeps, like LaVinci was saying. These are people, or what Jennifer was saying about, even if you silence them, this is their behavior. This is how this some of these people work and how they operate. And basically, I don't want you to paint it. I don't want. I know the media is, you know, it's a it's a huge thing with the Golden Globes. Everyone, all the women are dressed in black in solidarity, and they want change. But we gotta understand they they do want change in the people that are in power. But everyone that's in power is not. That's a man that's not operating like that. That's what I was basically saying. Okay. Oh, everybody doesn't operate yeah. like that. Because I've never, you know, forgive me, I've never, I can go on, on live radio and say I've never had any situation where it's, it's sexual harassment. So, um, and I was and just you worked with women for years. I know yeah, that for I worked a fact. With, you worked and it was kind of weird because I've never actually had a male boss. And, <laughs> and for years before I started, you know, my own business, I had just worked for women, worked for women. And what was actually uh, funny one time, well, when you look at it, it was funny then. Now they can say that, it, you know, it could have been sexual harassment. I was explaining to Jennifer that one of my coworkers assumed that, you know, I wasn't a heterosexual because I did not approach her in a certain uh, a certain way sexually. And wow. I said, you know, yeah, so – you know, because when I came out of school, I'm a little college boy. I'm coming out. It's sexual harassment videos on the waist. And I guess that was in 2000 when I graduated from college. And every well, time they, I got a position. Employment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As mm-hmm. soon as you come in, I'm like, you know, you're signing your your contract to work. They make you watch the sexual harassment video. And I'm taking them seriously because I'm like, oh, this must be an issue. You know what I'm saying? Because I can, this is like the fourth one I got to watch this week. Like, they like, no, seriously, do not grab a woman. You know what I'm saying? Do not say this. Do not do this. And I'm like, okay. So I'm abiding by the laws. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm interacting with women, but I'm not saying any derogatory jokes. I'm not, you know, grabbing my crotch. I'm not having a locker room talk or anything like that. And I'm just by the books. And some women yeah, just, just doing your job. Yeah, and one of the one of the coworkers was like, "Well, I, I thought he had he might have been a homosexual." I said, "I'm a homosexual, <laughs> really?" She said, "Because uh, he never want to do that with me." First of all, you think pretty highly of yourself, and uh, <laughs> I said, that's "But um, kind of, uh, right. you know, in a, in a inappropriate comment in the workplace." Right, that's a very <laughs> inappropriate. Right. It was about fifteen years ago, but. That, and I was mm-hmm. trying to explain to Jennifer, that in itself actually could have been a sexual harassment suit against her because mm-hmm. she made comments on my sexuality, and I didn't bring that up, you know. So you got to watch it. And Jennifer is, of course, it ain't it ain't like that. It ain't like that. So that's what that's what. No, I didn't that say that. I didn't. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I mean, that was interesting because um, knowing you, mm-hmm. you have always been that, you know, not you've always been that college boy look. You know, got a shirt on, got glasses at that computer. Hello, good morning. Right. You know, so um, mm-hmm. um, I, I did Don't want to reassure you. Letters. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> My mama taught me not to let your throat get cold. Don't get your don't let your throat get cold. <laughs> 
That's you're such a death of pneumonia. Not just pneumonia, I know. you're such a death <laughs> of pneumonia. I didn't know pneumonia came with death. She always said, my favorite one, you get out there and catch a death of cold. I'm like, that is, that wind ain't no smoke. He get up in your chest like, ah. But it, it doesn't happen. So now I'm fighting a little bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> you got me off track. I'm going to say something about my mama used to button us up and grease us up. I do button up. I button up even uh, more now. <laughs> and and I, I will yeah. attest to this. This is one thing I will attest to by working with women my entire career mm-hmm. is that men, I know that it's, it's kind of hard because I had to go through this because we're taught to kind of hunt. That's that's how we're taught as children. And, and as young boys, man, you got to get this girl. You got to get this girl. And so we always... Look, uh, we always have been taught as uh, to hunt. So, growing up, I really didn't have many females as friends. If they were Jennifer's friends, of course, then I just labeled them as my friends. But I really didn't go out my way to speak to women to have you know them as uh, friends. So, one of the things I learned by watching those videos coming, you know, when I was hired in, was that if you actually listen to women, like if you just listen to them. Actually, you will learn a lot of stuff. You'll be like, hey, you know, if you're not trying to actually <laughs> have sex with them all the time, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, y'all may laugh at that. But for a man, that was a big change in my 20s because I was like, wait a minute. They have just as many ideas as I have. You know, wow. you can say that was a chauvinist thought process. <laughs> But yeah, but I've learned so much from women just by you know, in the office uh, setting and even in, in business mm-hmm. that it, it actually has helped me a lot. So I hope that um, the mm-hmm. upper the uppers the people that are in power would take that into consideration. Now, one of the things that I did have a concern about, and in the midst of my libations, Jennifer, that I could not get to this because I couldn't even get to that point. But <laughs> what I was saying was that. When you go now, we're we're ushering in a new uh, a new time where women are going to be on be in charge. You're going to have women that's you know that's uh, that's in charge of a lot of different things. And mm-hmm. I want to kind of address that and say, yes, we want you to be in charge, but be careful when mm-hmm. you become in charge that you don't take a revenge mechanism on the people have the the men that have done wrong in the past because. The new generation, we're not responsible for what was done prior to us. So when the new women come in, they, I, I'm getting the idea where like it's a lot of women that say, okay, we we just gotta have women do this. You gotta have women do that. You gotta be kind of careful with that because it's still good men. We it's still a lot of us that are really good dudes, and we don't want to now face a backlash or some type of revenge because of what people that were in power prior to us or that we didn't have any affiliation with has done. So that's what I was trying to get to. Now that I'm okay. even sober, that's what I was saying. <laughs> no, I'm still, and I, I, I understand and accept that. Um, I understand mm-hmm. and see that viewpoint. I'm still mm-hmm. hoping, though, that when people are hired into position, that they're still hired because of their level of competence and their level of mastery of whatever they're being hired to do. 
and not mm-hmm. just because it's to replace Men. somebody evil, no. right? You right, or to replace. Right. It. But we still do need. Mm-hmm. It's still at that, even at that level. Right. It's still right, predominantly male-dominated fields in a lot of different mm-hmm. sectors and industries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's and that's what I just wanted kind of come across to say that I'm comfortable with women. Mm-hmm. I've always had women managers. I got sisters on this show that are in control of everything. And basically what I'm saying is right. What they say, they just limited me to two seconds. Okay, I'm done. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you're you're right. Um and like LaVincia said, I hope that people are or, you know, hired because of their expertise and not necessarily, you know, to replace uh, this person with that person, you know. Um, but there, needs, but, there yeah. needs to be a balance. There, there needs, to, needs be. to be a, a balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the, another thing that, oh, go ahead, that Loretta, Lynch, Loretta Lynch mentioned yesterday is that mm-hmm. working in uh, under Obama, um, he always kept – um, very, very smart people around him, and whatever expertise he needed, he got the top as much as possible, the person in that expertise, and he made Blame. sure that there was a balance of um, mm-hmm. uh, lots of women around as well. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, keep power, I mean, keep um, smart people around you. But you know what I do notice sometimes in the workforce, not all the time, that sometimes people – get a little bit intimidated if there's a smart person around them versus instead of getting intimidated, I feel like, you know, that should motivate you to kind of to educate yourself further in your field so you can be aware of that. And I've, I've been noticing that sometimes, you know, like you should surround yourself around smart people. You should not be the only one in your circle that can do it, you know, um, can get the job done. So um, right. I am very pleased that I surrounded myself with smart people, like on Right Now Talk Radio. Listening um, mm-hmm. to Yeah, because I mean, what you say? <laughs> I say you tell Am I allowed to speak? Time, am I allowed to speak? <laughs> no, you're not. New regime is in. Go ahead, Jennifer. Yeah, but I, I'm glad that I surround myself because it makes you a better person. And also, I believe that you should be able to come into a office, a church, a building, whatever, and bring out the best in a person, and Can not the worst. In you. I appreciate. You may speak that. now, little yeah. man. <laughs> man, man. See how she did that? As soon as she got, as soon as her car working, as soon as your car working good, you don't need no man. Okay, now. <laughs> yes, Why are you doing <laughs> Right. After you just fixed my car, built my house, and put the electricity in it, now you can get out of here. <laughs> and so, allow me but, to sleep. <laughs> now, being that Oprah Winfrey made this great speech, and yeah. uh, Trump has just been a complete idiot this this week, <laughs> more so than he was prior weeks. <laughs> he's really <laughs> he's really an idiot this week. So um, basically, they took a poll, uh, the national poll. Uh, the National Public Radio, PBS uh, News Hours, took a poll right now to say if Oprah was actually to run for office, what is her approval rating versus Trump? Okay, they said um, 
In a head-to-head matchup, 50% of the registered voters said that they would support Oprah, and 39% said they would support Trump. Wow. And, Still uh, you know, the 11% was undecided. So that's 50. It's almost mm-hmm. it's 50, 39, but actually those undecided, you you just, I think undecided people are just not saying what they're really going to say. They're going to they're gonna support Trump. So, uh <laughs> So basically, what what they're saying now is that Oprah has not put her 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 head into the race to run in 2020. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she will. You think she what? Go ahead. I don't think she no, will. But you don't think she will? Mm-mm. I don't think she that's won't. her. I don't think that's her. Her. Uh, you know her calling. I don't think that that's what she. I think she enjoys what she's doing. And okay. she's doing she's what she's doing. Time now, isn't she? <laughs> I think huh? she will. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Oprah is such a nurturing person, and and basically her her track record speaks for itself that a lot of people will support her. I did support Hillary, um, but mm-hmm. I wonder. It's like you know, Trump keeps saying what he says, and he's it's obvious that he's definitely. Um, what he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm looking at yeah. the supporters. Are the supporters of Trump now? Are you are you are you done with him? Is it time up for him now? Because you see that he did not bring jobs to Middle America. You're not. He's not going to do it. He, you know, he just basically is. He's still operating his companies. He's still making money, and he's making himself. Uh, and how much do we so, pay for him to go to his house every weekend? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just curious. And how many trips to McDonald's is he gonna take? My Jesus! <laughs> you know, maybe we need to find that out on a, and do that another show. How much money are we paying for him to go to his golf resort every weekend? And then is he charging us for the services that are provided? Why is that that golf resort? Uh, the last that I was uh, update, um, I haven't had an update in about three or four months. But it was already estimated that he has spent more with the golf trip in one and, and month I, than Obama has work? spent. Right. Yeah. And can I go in and, at eleven and leave at five? And can I can I leave for can I start my weekend at five thirty seven o'clock every Thursday? Every I don't see where you would. Uh, yeah, I don't see how you you run the country but go to the golf course. That's that's just me. You. I don't this think is you're running a, the country. He's not running the country, but we digress. He's not. He's not. So, mm-hmm. and that's what I think why people are even considering, like, if he's doing it, why not have a person that's working for the best in our best interest? One of the things that I that I was kind of fed up with some of the supporters of Trump is saying that, now, listen, he's, he has not created jobs. Giving companies more money doesn't trickle down into jobs. Mm-hmm. It's just that people have more money. If you really look at it, um, and I wish I had the the numbers in front of me, spending was down. People felt like, you know, oh, they set records over the holidays for online spending. But what does that really mean? That means that people are not leaving their house. People's confidence are act, is actually down in the economy. Even though you may have all these reports that say the economy is doing well, companies are making more money, but people are not leaving. So what you got to look at are one of those companies that requires uh, people to come in and walk into that door. You see Sears is having problems. You see 
um, all these the big box stores are having issues because people are not walking into stores anymore. So they they can skew it and say, hey, on side, I mean, online sales were the best in years uh, because people don't want to really spend money because they have their confidence is lacking in this economy under his under his leadership. So. Um, I know we ran over time, people. I know we did not get to you guys because we want to thank you so much for joining us on Right Now Talk Radio. Till next time, we want to say you have a blessed day. Go green. Go blue. What, no, no, no. Go green. And it's it, 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 it on now. And hey, what's the bet? You guys didn't tell us what's the bet. Whoever loses has to wear somebody, the other teams, whatever. All right. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>